Now I'm going to join Mark Weber for the first full hour of Garden Talk for this weekend. Good morning. Good morning. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is truly the season. The season to be doing so many things in your landscape. In this edition of Garden Talk, we're going to be talking about how it's the time to lift and divide perennials. We're going to talk about how it's the time to be seeding in your lawn and how core aeration is a serious game changer when it comes to improving your yard, garden, and landscape. In this edition of Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend. A good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we begin the first hour of what will be three terrific hours of radio right here at 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. We'd love to hear your voices today at 457-1290 if you've got a gardening question about your lawn, your landscape, your trees, your shrubs, your perennials, your vegetable garden, those indoor plants, anything that you have that's going on in the plant world. We have not one, not two, not three, but four. Yes, right. Four phone lines for you at 457-1290 as we begin this morning's uh, broadcast. Also, you can join us live at GardenTalkBlog.com, and that'll put you into the the place where we kind of house all of our data and all our information over the years of Garden Talk. And you can look up all kinds of old show stuff and different articles that we talk about over the air. And all of that is for free. Um, And you can also join us for live interactive chat, which we do each and every week at GardenTalkBlog.com. 457-1290 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, there's an open line for you. And I would love to spend time talking to you today. Whatever your gardening question may be, uh, we have an open line for you today at 457-1290. That'll put you straight right here into the WHIO uh, studios in good old Dayton, Ohio. We're more than happy to talk to each and every one of you. Um, As we begin this morning's broadcast, I will tell you, if you look and watch the news and you see all of the rain and all of the bad weather that those poor people uh, experienced down in the Bahamas and then now in the Carolinas, uh, you have to feel blessed to be living in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, I know Dayton sometimes isn't in good old Ohio, sometimes is the most glamorous place to live. But as far as I'm concerned, it's home and it offers all of us a lot of things that we wouldn't get in a lot of other places. And I uh, feel very blessed today to live where I live. But more importantly, I feel blessed to spend my day this morning at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning <laughs> to talk to you today if you've got a gardening question or whatever's going on in your gardening world. Um, as we begin this morning's broadcast, we are in the heart of the beginning of the fall gardening season. And uh, gardening season in the fall is incredibly different, ladies and gentlemen, than it is in the spring. And there are certain periods in the fall that lend itself to be doing better things than other parts of the fall. And right now we are in the heart of the season of sowing grass seed. And I mean the heart. Um, Today um, is September the, let me get the date right, look at my phone, September the 7th. We've got about about 10 to 15 days left um, to take advantage of seeding. And uh, these these nights that we've been having, these warm nights and reasonably sunny days, are absolutely perfect uh, to be sowing grass seed. And uh, just keep in mind, when sowing grass seed, though, there are some incredibly important things. If you've got soil and if you've got dead spots in your lawn, Preparing those dead spots to receive the seed is incredibly important. And, and you can't just sow grass seed in the hard, compacted soil and expect it to be able to develop a root system that's going to be viable 
and allow it the opportunity to grow long-term and establish itself long-term. So preparing that soil is very important. We'll talk a little bit later about that. Let's head to the telephone lines this morning at 457-1290, and let's go talk to Charles. And Charles, I believe, has a question about Japanese maples. Good morning, Charles, and welcome to 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning. Yes, sir. Good morning. How you doing, Charles? Uh, just fine. I'm a truck driver. Okay, Charles. And I had a question. Yes, sir. I had a uh, Japanese maple in my yard. It was only about four foot. I bought it about two years, and it was doing fine for two years. And then one morning, I walked out there, and I seen it was all dried up. Okay. And we had a lot of rain, so I figured... I looked around, and I called around, and somebody said it could have been tree rot that dried it up, but I wasn't sure, mm-hmm. and it just kept getting drier and drier. I don't know if it was my dirt or what, or if it was water that actually dried it. Um, first of all, was, the Jap- was it in, here in Ohio, or was it someplace yeah. else? Okay, okay, I just want to make sure, because I heard you were a truck driver, and I wasn't sure from you were out of town. Um the first thing that, that I can tell you is is that Japanese maples um, are a species of uh, plant that are an understory plant, meaning that they evolve living under the canopy of bigger trees. And because they do not uh, tolerate a lot of hot, direct sun, they typically like to be placed in locations that don't get a lot of hot, direct sun. That's the first thing I can tell you about Japanese maples. The second thing that I can tell you about Japanese maples are they're very intolerant of poorly drained soils. So if you had a lot of rain, there's a really high likelihood you may have had some root decay or maybe it came down with a disease possibly called verticillium wilt. And verticillium wilt a lot of times picks on plants that are under a lot of root distress. And let me ask you a quick question, Charles. When you planted the Japanese maple, was it just like planted in the lawn with grass around it? Or was there like a bed around it? Or was there mulch around it? Tell me kind of the culture in which you uh, planted it. It was, uh, it was grass, and then I cleared it. And there was still, it was in the grass in front of, grass area in front of my yard. Okay. So in other words, it was surrounded by, by, by lawn grass, right? Yes. Yeah, that, and that's the second thing that happens with with trees, um, and a lot of a lot of tree owners have a hard time understanding this. But what the bottom line is is that if you're going to grow a tree, remove the grass, and this is why. Um, back in the 1990s, early 2000s, there's a guy named Gary Watson over in, in at the Morton Arboretum near Chicago, did a a really significant study, and what he did was. He planted uh, sugar maple trees, and he planted them um, in sod culture like you did. Then he had them planted in conditions where there was no grass whatsoever. It was bare dirt. And then he planted trees that were the same species of tree in uh, mulch conditions where there was mulch around the trees. And then he let the trees grow, I think, for three or maybe four years. And then he dug them up. <laughs> and when he dug them up, he weighed their roots to see how much their root mass weighed. And of the three treatments, um, Charles, which one do you think uh, had the highest density of root system? Oh, that's a good, I don't know. The one with mulch. In fact, the one with, with just dirt had almost double to triple the number of roots than the one that was growing under under a sod culture. So the bottom line is, if you're going to establish and grow trees, we remove the grass, period. Grass and trees are a biological relationship destined for divorce court. So if we're going to replant a new tree, Charles, we want to do maybe a soil test. We also want to do maybe a perk test to determine what the drainability of the soil is where you're trying to grow this tree at. And that's easy to do by digging a 12 by 12 by 12 hole, that's inches by the way, and filling it with water and uh, see how fast it drains out or not. And if it drains out fairly quick, you've got a pretty good site. But remember, Japanese maples like to be in some shade to partial shape. Okay? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Does that help you, you, Charles? Yes, sir. That helped me. 
tremendously. Thank you very much. Charles, thanks for listening to Garden Talk, and uh, we'll talk yes, to you sir. real soon, okay? Thank you very much. Take okay, care. Bye-bye. Take care, Charles. 457-1290, if you got a gardening question, we have an open line for you. Sarah, I'm going to talk to Frank real quick before we go to break. And uh, Frank, good morning, and uh, welcome to Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning. Good morning. How can we help? Well, last year I was listening to you around this time of year, and you were saying something about when to cut off lilac bushes that are getting overgrown. I couldn't remember what the date was. We do that in the spring of the year um, after bloom. Okay, well, yeah. I missed that this year then. <laughs> yeah, and this, and this is why. Um, uh, lilac, like a lot of plants that bloom before June 15th, and it's kind of the cutoff date, um, has all their flower buds set, in most cases, by mid-July. So as your lilacs sit outside your house right now, uh, sir, they have their flower buds all ready to go for next year. They just need some cold weather to get them to get them vernalized and ready to bloom. And so if we prune our lilacs now, we will cut off all of those beautiful blooms that we get to see next year in April, which isn't a good thing. Okay? Yeah, how far from the ground up should you cut them? Well, you can do it a couple different ways, Frank. You can do a draconian method, which is basically you can remove the whole plant about five to six inches above the soil line. Okay. And when we call that in horticulture, we call that stool pruning. And then the second method is what they call renewal pruning, which is where we come in and remove um, one third of the largest, fattest canes in the clump over the next three years. So it's, for example, if we had 12 big fat canes, we would remove four this four next spring, four the following spring, and four the following spring after that. So we take a third out at a time. Most and, and most most ladies don't like the draconian method because they think it's too too drastic. Most guys like the one cut method because it's quick and fast, and it, it either one works. Frank. Okay, appreciate it. Frank, have a good day. Okay. You too. Thanks for your call. When we come back, ladies and gents, we're going to talk about how to prepare seedbed to plant grass seed. Also going to talk about planting the right tree in the right place. Along with that, take your calls at 457-1290. This is Dayton's News and Talk 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. This is Larry Hansgen. I'm excited to announce our YMT Vacations destination for 2020, an incredible tour through Central Europe. On July 17th, we fly to Munich, Germany, and from there depart on a tour of Austria, stopping first in Innsbruck and then a city that holds a very special place in my heart, Salzburg, where I spent a year as a college student. We'll see the majestic festung that overlooks the city, scenes from the sound of music, and after two days there, it's on to Vienna, so rich in history and culture. We'll have plenty of time to explore before heading to Budapest, Hungary, to finish our trip with a stop in charming Slovakia along the way. Costs for this trip, including round-trip airfare from Dayton, hotels, breakfast, some dinners, all taxes and fees, and most importantly, our own personal local guide, $33.88 per person after a special $350 discount per person if you book now. And if you joined us in Greece this summer, save an additional 5% as a loyal customer. Visit YMT's website for details on this 10-day elegant Central Europe tour or call 1-800-716-1757. That's 800-716-1757. Start your next project today and save with 11% off everything now at Menards. Check out Menards' huge selection of landscape blocks. Whether it's flawless landscaping, a spacious patio, or a sturdy retaining wall, there's no limit to what you can create. Start building today and save with 11% off all landscape blocks. Sale prices are good through Saturday, September 7th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy, or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA-certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-226-9149. That's Arbor Experts at 226-9149. 
Love Jockey for their cotton comfort? Love Jockey for their fit and innovative underwear solutions? You can always count on Macy's to find all of your favorite Jockey men's and women's underwear styles. Searching for Jockey men's t-shirts and women's layering solutions? Macy's has you covered for those too. Always comfortable, always a great fit, and always at Macy's. Jockey, the original American underwear brand since 1876. Did you know Brown's Nursery's annual stock reduction auction is on Saturday, September 14th? You can save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on high quality nursery stock, trees, and shrubs. The auction starts at 7.19 a.m. and we'll have three auction rings running all day long. You can jump in at any time. Brown's Nursery, located a half mile north of Phillipsburg on State Route 49, four miles north of I-70, take exit 24. Go to brownsnursery.com for more details. That's brownsnursery.com. Give your loved ones the opportunity to enjoy their best years living out life to the fullest at Beehive Homes Assisted Living Facility and Memory Care in Springboro. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. I encourage you to call Beehive Homes and schedule a tour. 937-350-1211. The next best place to home. When you hear these tones, you know the WHIO Radio Storm Center has been activated. This means important weather updates every 15 minutes or sooner. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning, everybody. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Partly mostly cloudy this morning with more sunshine for the afternoon. Temperatures in the morning are in the 60s and then mid-70s as we move into the afternoon with partly to mostly sunny skies. Tonight, partly to mostly cloudy and overnight lows are in the upper 50s, so pretty comfortable. Then tomorrow, look for partly cloudy skies with a chance of a few passing afternoon showers or sprinkles. Temperatures are in the mid-70s. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Dante Jones on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows clear skies. We're resting at 65 degrees at the airport on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, and garden talk for the last 29 years. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. It's 625, 25 minutes after the 6 o'clock hour on Garden Talk on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO's Dayton's News and Talk. And if you've got a gardening question, no matter where you be, because, you know, Garden Talk now is heard all over the world. Um, We have our sort of our radio tentacles out there. You can hear us over the Internet um, on the iHeartRadio network, we have listeners as far away as uh, Malaysia. Um, I know we have listeners in Connecticut and listeners in Rhode Island and listeners in New Jersey and uh, lots and lots of listeners in, in, in Ohio. And uh, if you've got a gardening question this morning, we would love to hear from you at 457-1290. Also, don't forget, if you can't catch um, an edition of Garden Talk, um, you can also download it on the podcast and uh, listen to it uh, on uh, when you want, which is kind of a cool way to, to catch some great gardening advice as well. We'll talk just for a few minutes about preparing the soil to sow grass seed. Um, a lot of people, I think, started to understand that sowing grass seed in, in the fall is it's key. But one thing that I think we kind of forget about is preparing the soil Um, to sow grass seed. And remember, that seed has to imbibe a lot of water. Um, It has to germinate. It has to grow. And when it's germinating and it's growing, um, it's going to have to grow roots into the soil and establish itself in a pretty short period of time before something called winter comes along. So one of the things that is the most common mistake that I see with sowing grass seed is we just don't prepare the soil enough. And preparing the soil means is we actually till the soil, we rake it, we amend it, um, we loosen it so that when we place that seed into the soil, and hear me again, into the soil, we just don't throw it on top 
um, particularly in the fall, with the hope and the dream that it might germinate and grow and become well-established and look green and beautiful. You're going to have to loosen the soil up. You're going to have to put some oxygen into that soil so that that seed has the chance when it germinates to grow, develop a root system, and for that root system to spread out and become established and so it can become a self-sufficient plant in that location. And keep in mind that when you sow grass seed, it's always a good idea to feed the baby utilizing a starter fertilizer. And starter fertilizers have high um, last two numbers, which is uh, phosphorus and potassium. Always remember the first number is nitrogen, which is not NPK. And the last two numbers are phosphorus and potassium. And um, by doing so, you will nourish that young plant to allow it to grow and more so become more established um, as well. Also, I want to share with all of you, if you're sowing grass seed this weekend, be sure that you use good cultivars that will match up with the current lawn condition that you have. Grass is as different as cars, trucks, and bicycles. And without selecting the right variety, that's good for your site, but more so one that uh, has the same similar appearance, you may have some difficulties and you may be a bit disappointed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, in a few minutes, we're going to go back to the newsroom with Mr. Adi, who will give us an update on the region and the world and everywhere else. After that, we're going to go into the garden. We're going to talk about a really interesting topic about uh, those that, well, they're back and they're starting to appear trying to get inside your house. And those are bugs. And we're going to talk about the four main culprits that try to find their way into your house and how to manage that condition also, we're going to do talk to Rich Pearson in the next uh, half hour of Garden Talk, plus go into the garden kitchen and talk about one of my favorite apples of September called the Jonathan. All of that and so much more here on Garden Talk on 1290 and 95.7 WHAO, Dayton's News and Talk. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 6.30. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. A local man being praised as a hero for his actions during the Oregon District tragedy. Plus, a man pleads not guilty to the rape of a minor in Piqua. The latest coming up. A fall feel to the air this weekend. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Dante Jones. My forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic is looking all clear on those freeways as well as the surface streets throughout the area. We're not seeing any accidents or slowdowns that you'll need to watch for if you're making your way out on the roads this morning. And it is our top story. The bouncer of Ned Pepper's Bar honored as a hero Friday after his actions during the Oregon District shooting. WHIO's Kurt Russell has team coverage. The Modern Woodman of America presented Jeremy Ganger its Hometown Hero Award for the actions he took only 20 minutes after he checked the shooter's ID outside the East 5th Street Bar. Ganger can be seen on surveillance pulling people from harm's way as bullets whiz by and taking the gun from the dead shooter's hands. Ganger was given the award at Rockstar Pro Arena on East 3rd Street here in Dayton. Well, in Clark County, a major employer in Springfield is expected to lay off over 100 workers soon. WHIO's Ron Otto has complete coverage. Navistar will lay off 136 workers over the next four weeks, according to the UAW Local 402 president, Chris Blizzard. Company leaders say the exact number of layoffs is not finalized, but they could start as early as Monday. Well, the company says last month it would be reducing production rates at the plant. Well, now to Piqua, where a man pleads not guilty Friday in the rape of a juvenile. 65-year-old William Voris is arrested Thursday on two counts of rape and one count of unlawful sexual conduct with a minor. His accuser is younger than 17 and reports the incidents took place between May 2017 and August of this year. Voris is being held in Miami County Jail on $850,000 bond. Well, let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable forecast with meteorologist Dante Jones. Partly to mostly cloudy this morning with more sunshine for the afternoon. Temperatures in the morning are in the 60s and then mid-70s as we move into the afternoon with partly to mostly sunny skies. Tonight, partly to mostly cloudy and overnight lows are in the upper 50s, so pretty comfortable. Then tomorrow, look for partly cloudy skies with a chance of a few passing afternoon showers or sprinkles. Temperatures are in the mid-70s. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Dante Jones on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A latest scan of the live Doppler 
Solar 7 radar is looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley. You may feel some misty conditions in some places this morning, but fall-like conditions are going to persist throughout the day. We've got 61 degrees in Troy, 63 in Springfield, 64 in Xenia, 65 here in Dayton at 632. It's news on the hour, the half, and instantly when it breaks, I'm Jonah Adi on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Depend on it. It's the Hot Spring Spy Health Minute for September. Today, arthritis. Once thought of as an old person's problem, arthritis can hit anyone at any time. Over 31 million people suffer from some sort of arthritis. But there is some good news. One, pain medications can help ease the pain of arthritis. And here may be the best news. The Arthritis Foundation itself says that research has shown that hydrotherapy, quote, works wonders for lower back pain, fibromyalgia, and you guessed it, arthritis. Stop in a hot spring spa of Dayton today and find out more. Not only does a hot tub help with arthritis, but better, more restful sleep, better circulation, and other health benefits can all be enjoyed in the quiet comfort of your own backyard. For many, arthritis is a fact of life, but many are finding real relief in the soothing waters of a hot spring spa. Maybe you should join us. Stop by today for a free test soak and feel the difference. Hot Spring Spa, 6100 Wilmington Pike, or visit hotspring-dayton.com. Hot Spring Spa, just for the health of it. Hi folks, Pete Kasuji again here in Dayton, Ohio to tell you that you only have two more weeks to take advantage of our yearly fall cleanup sale where you can save up to 50 to 70% on shade trees, fruit trees, dogwood trees, and we have over 2,000 trees ready to load, and 50,000 evergreens of all types, like emerald arborvitas, and thousands of flowering shrubs of all types. If you haven't finished landscaping your house or your business, this is a sale for you. We have what you're looking for at our garden center during this sale. We're at 1309 Brant Pike. Come and visit our one-and-a-half-acre greenhouses and our six-acre nursery. I'll be looking for you. And remember, we're open seven days. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy, or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-226-9149. That's Arbor Experts at 226-9149. You're listening to Garden Talk on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. So why are all these bugs appearing on the side of my house and trying to get into my house? Well, as the shadows lengthen and the days get shorter, the start of the some of the six-legged friends... Sneaking around our windows and eaves and soffits have begun. This is a good time and a good reminder to each and every one of us that as the days get uh, shorter and the nights get cooler, there's four separate species of insects that really would like to spend their winter inside your house. And let me tell you about the four little culprits that are six-legged that would like to come in your house for the winter. The first three belong to the group of insects called the hemiptras or the true bugs. One is the box elder bug. The second is the brown marmulated stink bug. And the third is the western conifer seed bug. All three would love to spend their winter inside their house. Now, the fourth is a good bug, but it's also a bug that can drive you crazy because it kind of smells if you touch it. And, of course, that is the multicolored Asian ladybug. All these beetles want to aggregate themselves close to your walls, close to your windows. And if they can find a crack, a little tiny crack, they'll find their way inside your house. And as the days get shorter and the nights get longer, particularly around the third to fourth week of September, you will find these little critters on the south and west walls of your home. They'll build up very large populations. 
And as the nights get colder and colder, they'll spend closer and closer time because that's where the maximum amount of sun is. And if they can find one little crack, one little opening in your windows, your doors, they will find their way inside your house. Keep in mind, the best way to keep them out is by having those windows properly sealed and keeping them shut so that these little animals can't crawl in. If they do come inside your house, we recommend not to use an insecticide, but use a bright light with a little bit of a tub of soap below, and they'll fly in, and then you can dispose of them correctly. You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you'd like to be part of Garden Talk, there is not one, but uh, three available phone lines for your use. 457-1290. Let's go talk to Jason. Jason, good morning, and uh, welcome to 1290-957 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Morning. Morning, Jason. What are we up to this morning? Uh, actually, I just got to work. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got a broadleaf vine-looking thing on the side of my house that I hit with Roundup less than two months ago. And I wiped out everything on the side of the house, and this broadleaf vine thing is already back. Okay. Um, kind of describe to me what this broadleaf weed thing looks like, if you can. The shape of its leaves, does it have little tentacles on it that stick to the walls? Or tell me a little bit more information, if you would, please. You there? Hello? <laughs> I guess his boss decided he didn't want him to talk on the radio. Uh, Sarah, I'm going to hang up. If he calls back, I'll be happy to talk to him. Okay. Without further ado, up on the horticultural hotline, we're joined by your friend and mine, Mr. Richmond Pearson, over there at Snyder Park and Arboretum in Springboro, Springfield. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm fine. Like I said this morning, I really didn't want to get out of bed. <laughs> Oh, I, I I absolutely share that. It was tempting. <laughs> I am here in the flesh doing my job, so that's all I can say. Um, t- tell us what you wrote this week at GardenTalkBlog.com, sir. Well, uh, I look for, you know, kind of the, the bright side, if I can. Um, and the truth of the matter is we've been in a, a long, dry spell around here for quite mm-hmm. a while. And uh, and folks need to realize that, that even though it's cooled off, we're still under some drought conditions. So I've got a, uh, we're on a well here at the house, so I'm real careful about how I'm watering, but I have to keep a whole lot of woody plants alive. So I've been, I've been watering and thinking, well, what's, you know, what else can I do in, in the yard besides make sure everything doesn't die? This is a great time of year, particularly because it's dry right now, um, and it's the right time of the season to uh, dig up and and divide irises and this is something that needs to be done about every five years Uh, and uh, there's two basic kinds there's the bulbous type and then there are the rhizomatous type Mm -hmm. Um, and in that category the three that are probably the most common would be the uh, german bearded which i think are the ones everybody really associates with iris the japanese type and uh, Siberian iris. And uh, it's just, it's a great time. The soil's dry, it's kind of crumbly, to to get a, a spading fork and lift them out of the ground. And with that fork, just kind of shake them and get as much of the soil off as possible and uh, do some inspection, particularly with the, uh, the German bearded types. You want to look at those roots, uh, the, the rhizomes, to see if there's anything soft and mushy, if you see any little holes. Also check the foliage because you may see kind of streaks coming down the uh, down the leaf. Right. That's pretty easy to, to cure. That's probably a, a leaf miner or a borer coming in. Uh, you can just, with a good sharp pruning shear, you can just cut those uh, leaves off about four to five inches from the base. Uh, make even little fan shapes out of them. Uh, and then look at the roots. And 
anything that is soft and mushy or you see little holes or any kind of insects, you want to get rid of that. And generally, I'm a fan of breaking when I'm dividing, uh, but I think with irises, it's probably a good idea to use a good sharp knife and to cut, make sure you're cutting into good sound tissue. And in between cuts, it's not a bad idea to sterilize your blade. That way, if there is a disease condition, you're not going to spread it from part to part. Um, you can go down to a single fan if you want to. I like to leave maybe two or three fans just for a bigger display. And then when you reset them, put some effort into digging a, a good size, about a five, six inch hole, um, crumble the soil up, make a little volcano in the middle, spread the roots out on top of it. And what's really important is when you backfill that hole to make sure that rhizome is right along the surface. You should actually be able to see the top of the rhizome. Um, if you get it too deep, you're probably uh, looking at maybe some rot issues when we finally get some more rain and, uh, you know, things get to growing again. Yeah, you and, know, uh, and, and I'll say something, Rich, that a lot of times um, – uh, this division thing, it, people kind of forget the importance of it because, you know, mm -hmm. perennials really need to be divided from time to time. Um, if they're not divided, then they don't have the vim and vigor um, that allows them the ability to uh, to grow. And and I'll say, absolutely, yeah. And and a lot of people think you you plant a perennial and you kind of forget about it and 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 never have to worry about it again, but. All plants require maintenance at some level or, or, or variety. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I, beyond that, I think that's an important piece of this that we need to, to share with our listeners. Um, Rich, I need to go because we've got two other people on the line, and i got to talk about my favorite apple to eat in September, which is the Jonathan. Yummy. I think you should make pies for everyone. I will not make pies today, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> my wife might, but I won't. Because you wouldn't want to eat my pie. <laughs> you, you take care, my friend. You do the same. Take care. Bye-bye. Let's go into the Garden Kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now it's time to go into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. I'm really showing my age here because Jonathan is an example of an American heirloom. So I must be an American heirloom radio host. <laughs> Jonathan is an American heirloom variety that once was very popular and then faded from commercial productivity during its early years in the 19th century. See, I'm, I'm really showing my age, Sarah. It's an, it's an heirloom. Um, the Jonathan was one of the most popular commercially produced varieties in the United States and serves as an important parent variety to so many of the new varieties that we know of today. Um, Jonathan was first discovered in 1826 as a chance seedling on the farm of Rick Philip, Philip Rick in Woodstock, New York. And this apple went through a handful of different names. And uh, at the end of the day, um, Jonathan thrives in climates like where we live. It likes cold to moderate climates. And today we grow Jonathan all over regions in the world. Jonathan apples can be used cooked. They can eat raw you can eat because they have both sweet and savory tastes within each bite. You can add slices and make a puree. You can make soup out of Jonathan. You can use the flesh to uh, cook with. And it provides a great flavored apple, even for one of the things that I know Richmond loves to eat, which are caramel apples. And uh, it also makes excellent pies, cakes, bread puddings, and uh, what I love about it, it's slightly spicy, exceptional juiciness. It makes it the perfect apple for so many things, including apple cider. You can store Jonathan's in, from September and eat them by, by Christmas, and they store very well. And I would highly recommend if you can find yourself some fresh, homegrown Jonathan apples to buy yourself a peck or a quart today and enjoy their deliciousness and they will give you a great joy of good eats. 
You've been into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now. 457-1290. Here's the Garden Guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290. We've got Jason back. Jason, good morning. I'm sorry we took a little delay. We had a little stuff we had to take care of, but you were telling me about a vine. No you were telling me about a vine. Tell me a little bit about the, the leaves of the vine, and does it lose its leaves in the fall, or does it keep its leaves in the, in the winter, or kind of guide me through what you know about it? I try to kill it every year. Uh, <laughs> okay. the, the, leaves, the leaves are kind of heart-shaped and get around three to six inches across. Okay. The vine or the stalk of the vine is up to about an eighth of an inch in diameter. Okay. And it twists itself around anything else that grows. Okay. And does it have like, is the leaf like what we call panetly compound, meaning it has one like center stalk with little leaflets attached to it? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Because that's going to be a important, important identifier um, to it. Um, can I make a suggestion? Um, sure. Can you take some pictures of it and maybe? I already did. Okay. And I already and I sent them to you almost a week ago and hadn't got a response. That's why I called today. Okay. I never saw it in my email. What send it? Send it. I, I sent it to the Garden Talk blog. Oh. Or, messenger, or, or messenger on Garden Talk blog. I'm not sure which. Okay, let me look real quick. Let me look real quick. I have too many ways you can send things to me, and sometimes Mark does just loses his mind with things. People sending him stuff all the time. All right, I'm looking here. Where am I stuff at? All right, let me look here. So you sent it as a message to me in the blog. I think so. Okay, it's it's not there. <laughs> I got other stuff, but nothing about a vine. Pig manure, uh, <laughs> stressed out by rain. Okay, I don't see anything about a vine. Let me look in the general stuff. See Mark it's, Weber's Garden Talk blog. Yeah, and yeah. it was like a direct message to you, I think. Yeah, I've never seen it. Um, do me do, two, do, do two pictures. Two yeah. pictures that are green, and then a question as to what it is and how do I get rid of it. All right. Tell you what I want you to do. Go ahead and send me those photographs again, but this time email them to me at mweber at weberlandscaping.com. Weber's two Bs. And I'll, then I'll get, it that, I'll get that email for sure. And then I'll look at it because I'm look I'm going I'm going through the whole blog post thing all the way back in this July and there's nothing in there about no it, it was just a couple yeah. no, no more than a week ago yeah I don't Andy I don't Weber, see it. W e b b e r yeah we we don't call me Weber it's Weber <laughs> Weber Weber with two B's M Weber at WeberLandscaping2.com you got to type B's four times. <laughs> okay. Uh, send it to me and I'll respond. Okay. All righty. I'll figure out what you got going on. I got a, two other people in front of you with plant ID questions, but I'll figure it out, Jason. Okay. All righty. You have a good day, Jason. You too. Take care. Thanks. Thanks for your call. No problem. Bye-bye. Folks, when we come back, more Garden Talk will continue. We'll give you an updated weather forecast. Maybe you've got a gardening question or you've got something else going on in your landscape. 457-1290, of course, here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. With low mortgage rates and great starter homes for sale, first-time buyers are really hitting the market. Hi, Larry Hanskin with Richard Herbst from Keller Williams Hometown Realty. Richard, what advice do you have for new home buyers? Larry, what I always tell my first-time home buyers is something my mom taught me years ago. Haste makes waste. And she was right. So how does that apply to home buying? When, when you're just starting out, it's tempting to rush into house hunting. 
First-time home buyers should take their time and find a home they really love at a price that comfortably fits within their budget. Well, that's smart. Exactly what I'd expect from you, Richard. After all, you are in the top 1% of all Miami Valley agents. Whether first-time or experienced buyers and sellers, I love doing the very best for all of my clients. Well, you really do. So contact Richard Herps of Keller Williams Hometown Realty at 477-1411. That's 477-1411. Or visit teamherbst.com, team, H-E-R-B-S-T, dot com. I can spot a winner. Richard Herbst, 477-1411. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't chase trends. We focus on one thing, quality. We only use the highest quality materials to build our mattresses and box springs, and we put all of our products through the ringer, testing new designs and materials at our test center in Cleveland, Ohio. If a new feature or technology doesn't offer a true benefit, we don't put it in our products. At the Original Mattress Factory, our focus is on what makes a great mattress, not a great markup. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. At the Original Mattress Factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy, or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-226-9149. That's Arbor Experts at 226-9149. Oh, my house needs some help. It needs a new roof, new windows, and siding if I can afford it. I just don't know who to call. Your house is updated and looks so nice. Who does your work? Buckeye Home Services does all my work. Their prices are affordable, and they do a great job. Call 586-6600 for a free estimate. Buckeye does roofing, siding, gutters, leaf guards, windows, doors, patio covers, even kitchens and baths. Sounds like they're the ones to call. What's that number again? Buckeye Home Services, 586-6600. Having an elective surgery? An extended stay at the hospital that requires rehab? Look to the St. Leonard Campus in Centerville to transition you or a loved one from hospital to home. Private rehab suites are available, and with our second phase now open, you'll have access to all the amenities that St. Leonard has to offer. Our caring and professional staff provide services to meet your individual wants and needs. Contact Jennifer at 583-6502. Most insurance is accepted. Visit homeishere.org for more info. Over 20 years experience helping your neighbors with financial planning, portfolio management, and insurance. Let Rusty Miller bring his experience to you. Listen every Sunday morning from 7 to 7.30 a.m., 12.30 p.m. to 1 p.m., and now for a full hour at 5 p.m. on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Do you remember this classic WHIO radio voice? Blam at that time was the sound of Dayton as far as I was concerned. Listen to Nostalgia Week, the week of September the 15th, here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. I can't wait for that, because I'm part of nostalgia here now. <laughs> I'm an heirloom. 457-1290 is the number that if you'd like to be part of this uh, broadcast, let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Partly mostly cloudy this morning with more sunshine for the afternoon. Temperatures in the morning are in the 60s and then mid 70s as we move into the afternoon with partly to mostly sunny skies. Tonight, partly to mostly cloudy and overnight lows are in the upper 50s, so pretty comfortable. Then tomorrow, look for partly cloudy skies with a chance of a few passing afternoon showers or sprinkles. Temperatures are in the mid 70s. I'm Storm Center 7 Meteorologist Dante Jones on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is uh, completely clear. We've got a gorgeous morning on tap. In fact, I can't wait to see the sun come up today. 65 degrees on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk for the last 29 years. On the station that loves to talk to you at 457-1290. Let's hit it hard and fast.
Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. Let's jump to the telephone lines and let's go talk to Jen before the uh, hourglass runs out on this hour of Garden Talk. Good morning, Jen. Welcome to Garden Talk. Jen? Jen? Hi, Jen. This is Mark. How are you? <laughs> no, this is Jim. Jim. Hi, Jim. <laughs> no, Ken. K-E-N. Well, hi, Kim. Sorry. I just read what they write. So how can I help you? Yeah, i got a pennies plant. I want to cut it down and divide it. Is it too late in the season to do that? No, it's actually the perfect day to do that. Okay. Yeah, you can go ahead and cut it to the ground now. And if you want to lift and divide it and move it to its new new home, uh, Kim, you can. Just keep in mind that uh, be sure to put it in a place that's full sun and don't plant it any deeper than it was previous in its previous location, okay? Okay. Thank you for your call. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for hour number one of three hours of radio here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hour number two will be power packed because we're doing no less, ladies and gentlemen, to what plan I am in the next two hours. So get your dialing fingers ready because you have a chance to win a $25 gift card to NOAA because they're gardeners like you and I. Plus, next hour, we're going to be talking to Randy Tisher from Green Velvet Sod Farms because we are in the height of the grass sowing season. And we want to hear from you at 457-1290. Give us a call. We would love to hear from you in the next hour of Garden Talk. And don't forget, during the week, if I can ever help you with your lawn, your garden, your landscape, or your tree challenges, you can always reach out to my business at Mark Weber Landscaping or WeberLandscaping.com or 937 937- Four three eight two eight nine nine. Stand by for another hour of Garden Talk right after this on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.